Hello and welcome to episode two. Scott's big mouth. And gonna do something completely different. Um, thank you to everybody that either watched episode one of Scott's Big Mouth on YouTube or um, listened via Apple or I don't even know actually where else it's available. <laughs> I used a cast, a cast, a cast, a cast, a cast, a cast. Um, for the first episode and managed to get onto Apple. To be honest, I don't know how to look at the the analytics or anything on Apple or Acast or Acast, whatever it's called. Um, but I know it's done. Parental alienation. I, I was well aware it was going to be um, a bit of a, a hard topic for the first episode. So thank you to everybody that watched. It had a fair few views on. Um, the podcast on YouTube, the YouTube portion of Scott Wonder's World. Um, so if you took anything from that, then I, I'm very, very grateful indeed. It was a, a subject I wanted to touch upon for some time. And as I say, it didn't really fit into the the realms of sort of beer, food, and the general nonsense that goes on on the Scott Wonder channel, uh, Wonder's World channel on YouTube. So today I want to do something even more different. Now, I've got a guest lined up hoping to get recorded with him on sunday so we'll have that out with you in the next couple of weeks hopefully he's a good guest and i'm really looking forward to firing some questions finding out more about him i'm not going to tell you who it is um but yeah i'm really 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 looking forward to that but today a lot of channels on youtube deal with really in-depth and um the the day-to-day -day news and the sort of the it's just a horror show the world we live in. So I thought I'd do something a little bit different, and we would look at the offbeat news, the stuff that never really gets reported on, the stuff that has a little bit of sense of humour to it. Now I've got a, a myriad of gadgets here. I've got my iPad. I've got my I've got two laptops. I've got my phone. It could be a little bit of me. I've done no research. I've got one page up. That's it, and I'm using an app. But the rest of it is just going to be me going through what we'll see what we can find. Um, thought it'd be sort of half interesting and see if we can find any any stories that are just plain bonkers, which I think is going to be fun. So the first website I'm going to look at, I've got I've typed it into Google, Weird News, and see what we can get. And the first one that's come up is on the, is on Metro.co.uk, and one that's caught my eye almost immediately. Is Doomsday Community wants people to live in 575 bunkers for when all hell breaks loose. And there's pictures, there's all sorts. And it says, and I'm going to read these, I'm going to read that thing. So there's going to be a bit of reading as well. But I think it, obviously you're not going to see that if you've downloaded the, the podcast. You are going to see it if you're watching it on the YouTube channel. It's got a do Doomsday Community is in search of residents to live in its 575 bunkers. I don't know where this is. I'm going to guess it's in America. Which can reportedly fit up to 10,000 people in the bank in the Black Hills mountain range in South Dakota. Told you. A former army base which stored munitions has been repurposed into bunkers. The base has since been transformed into livable bunkers aimed at providing an epic humanitarian survival project. Just let that sink in for a second. An epic humanitarian survival project. 
they're not bigging themselves up, are they? Uh, and it's not, it's not just for the top 1%. Shut up. Someone's at the, um, someone's at the door. Dante Vincini, Vincino, uh, the executive director of Vivos, 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 who runs the doomsday bunkers, told AbsoluteBusiness.com, average people, in quotes, can now reserve their spot for, for when all hell breaks loose. What, what does all hell break loose mean? What, what, what is, when are we likely to see all hell breaking loose? Vivos says, Vivos, Vivos, I apologise for, um, <laughs> was it, is that his first name? Danchi, uh, oh, that's the business, executive of, it's a fucking business, Jesus Christ. You, uh, Vivos, now known as an epic humanitarian survival project, is fully prepared for whatever and whenever events may unfold. So you just can sit in this bunker, is that how it happens? You just sit there forever, waiting for the fucking world to end? Mr. Vincino said members of the Doomsday Group are not preppers. They're not preppers, but they're preparing for a Doomsday event. Or the elite, okay? But well-educated, average people. What the cost of this is? Who want to protect their families during uncertain times. There's actually pictures. Got a cinema. It looks pretty cool. He added... Their economic profile is also diverse from the lower middle class. Incomes to high net worth individuals. I want to see if there's a price for this. When everyone else is scrambling for a solution, our members will journey to their designated shelter, joined by hundreds of like-minded people, all prepared to lock the blast door and ride out whatever threats may be going on above. The shelters are reportedly outfitted for a minimum of one year of autonomous operation without people needing to return to the surface. You're down there. You've got no fucking idea what's going on above you. Mr. Vincino cited the COVID-19 threat, the Ukrainian war and tension with China and the Middle East as reasons for the demand growing. It's a growing demand, apparently. He said, we are living in a very dangerous time, making the need to have a life assurance shelter. It's like a shed, isn't it? Uh, a must-have for those who want to survive these extinction-level events and have the opportunity to emerge, turn that off, don't mind um, safely thereafter on the other side. Still, it doesn't give you a price. Oh, hang on. The living area comes equipped with a sofa, rug, coffee table while the kitchen is fully stocked with a fridge freezer microwave oven washing machine and dining table for bedrooms and bathrooms those interested are given four options plan a comes with four twin rooms one double bedroom and one bathroom plan b comes with four twin rooms one double bedroom one master bathroom, uh, one bathroom, and a one wet room. Plan C offers the twin, uh, two twin rooms, one double bedroom, one master bedroom with an ensuite, and one bathroom. And lastly, Plan D offer, uh, provides eight single bedrooms and three bathrooms. I'm still waiting for a price. It doesn't give you one, <laughs> so. 
you could you got all these doomsday preppers. A fair play. I've I've watched quite a bit um, over the years of doomsday preppers. Uh, a good friend of mine that I used to work with, a guy called Clive. He was a doomsday. He was a zombie ho- um, um, apocalypse prepper. Um, prepper, and uh, it's just a bit of fun. Um, when you're beginning to shell money out for one of these things, you've got to question people's sanity. I think. I think that's a fair point to make. Um, but I've, <laughs> it's the fact that what they call themselves. They've called themselves an epic humanitarian survival project. Well, there's nothing like bigging yourself up, is there? So, yeah, that's the first one. Next one we've got, here we go. Uh, and the title of this one is A Salad Dodger Lost 4,500 Calorie Meal Challenge Because He Didn't Eat His Greens. Interesting. You've got a picture of him with his thumbs down like that as well. And it says here, a man's refusal to eat his greens has resulted in him missing out on a £50 prize for completing a four and a half thousand calorie challenge, a calorie mixed grill challenge. (laughs) Food lover Dan came so close. Yet so far. Uh, cattle is going to be American. Oh, it's not. Here we go. For uh, so yeah, so far, at Cattleman's Steakhouse in Paynton in Devon. I've been to Paynton. Like zoo in Paynton, where he dev- devoured a twenty-ounce rump steak, twelve ounces of gammon, four sausages, three chicken wings, and a chicken breast, and a six-ounce cheeseburger as part of a com- competition that gives contenders one hour to clear their plates. He managed to polish off the lot. We well, didn't. He did eat his greens. So he's lying. But his dislike of salad, my friend Woody doesn't like salad, he'd have failed this challenge, and he only eats bacon medallions. <laughs> but his dislike of salad, leaves, and cucumber, easily the least calorific item on the plate, saw him disqualified. Furious t- <laughs> Just read the next one. Furious TikTok users slammed the restaurant for taking the piss by denying his prize furious tiktokers <laughs> how can you get furious about someone failing a a mixed grill challenge because he won't eat his... it's got a picture of it brilliant but others said dan who did not wish to share his surname i wonder why should simply grow up and eat his greens. A viewer named Liam Rose wrote, for the sake of 50 quid, he should have just grown up and ate it. <laughs> but a user named Connor, Connor hit back. So he's telling me he munched all of that, but when he got to the salad, he tapped out. Yeah, get a grip. <laughs> the backlash, there's been a backlash. Good backlash. Has been such that Cattleman's has now invited Dan back. To have another go at the monster meal, which also contains eggs, chips, onion rings, and fried mushrooms. That's because it's a fucking mixed grill, and you get a mixed grill with all them. By not eating the entire smorgasbord, Dan not only missed out on the £50 prize, he also had to pay £50 for his meal. That's what he's really pissed off about. It's not the fact that he's failed because he doesn't like his cucumber and his lettuce and other bits and pieces 
he's pissed off because he hasn't got his meal for free, <laughs> which is the real crux of the matter. But the restaurant claims he was unaware of the terms and happy with the outcome. <laughs> Metro, sign up, fuck off. Um, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So he's got in there thinking, I'm going to nail this. I'm going to eat all that in there. No problem. Thank you very much. The salad, pun. What do you mean the salad? I don't like salad. I'll just leave it to one side. No one's going to notice. Yum, 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 yum. Bit of steak, bit of gammon, bit of some sausages, eggs, you know, all that shit. I'll fucking leave that there, mate. The old salad. Don't like the salad. I'll leave that there. Uh, that'll be 50 quid, mate. Do what? Do what, mate? But I've eaten the rest of it, yeah, but you haven't cleared the plate, mate. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right, next one. Fugitive kangaroo, which spent four days on the run. Well, it should have been on the bounce or hop, surely. Punches officer. <laughs> Punches police officer in the face. I'm assuming this is in Australia. I don't know. Have a guess. An escaped kangaroo, which spent four... Oh, it's in Canada! Fucking brilliant. An escaped kangaroo, which spent four days on the loose in Canada. I didn't even know Canada had kangaroos. I thought they were sort of... I suppose they're zoos, isn't they? Not a lover of zoos, to be fair, but there you go. That's a completely different story. Um, has finally been captured, but not before, punching a police officer in the face. Uh, the four, the four-year-old female marsupial went missing last Thursday while making the 15-hour transit from Ontario to a zoo in Quebec. Canadian police have been given Canadian police have been given special training on how to handle kangaroos and zoned in on the fugitive when they were alerted to a sighting in Oshawa, Oshawa. Probably butchered that. 40 miles east of Toronto. The animal is indigenous only to Australia and Papua New Guinea. Didn't know that. So the sight of the rogue female was alarming to a Canadian who called him with reports that it had seen hopping around. Boing, 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 boing. The officer finally caught up with the kangaroo on Monday. But capturing her turned out to be the hard part. After they snuck up behind the animal... And grabbed her tail. The kangaroo struggled. The <laughs> kangaroo struggled and aimed a punch at the face of the police officer. It's scared down. It can't be the end of the story. Please don't be the end of the story. That's what it says. Did the police officer sort of? I don't know, defend itself. Kangaroos famously settle into interspecies disputes by boxing. Let me put gloves on. And throwing punches is in their nature. But the Canadian cop might not have been braced for what was coming his way. The, well, yeah. I suppose if, the, if, the, if the, the police officer was Australian, he'd probably be used to a, a kangaroo trying to take its head off. But I suppose in Canada... You don't get much cause for nabbing a rogue skippy bouncing along the road, you grabbing it by the tail and it trying to knock your block off. 
the police were unable to. Uh, sorry, I do apologise. Uh, the police were able to recoup and then capture the agitated kangaroo, saying, "You're okay. It's all good." Oh, they're saying that in an Australian accent. You're all right, mate. You're all good. The animal kept struggling, but eventually gave up, and is now recovering in Oshawa Zoo, from where it will be moved onto the zoo in Quebec. Despite the outburst, the forcer said it was not. It would not be pressing charge. <clears throat> Despite the outburst, the forcer said it would not be pressing charges. Well, against a kangaroo. <laughs> The officer will just will be just fine and won't be continuing the investigation. Come on. <laughs> Come on now. What's happening? The kangaroo gave up and surrendered peacefully to the officers. After throwing a punch like Rocky. Come on. Fuck <laughs> off. Won't be pressing charges. What the f... I'll just read the next one. Man didn't know he had chopsticks. <laughs> it sounds horrific, to be fair. The pictures are horrendous. But the the um, the, the headline is, is fucking incredible. Man didn't know he had chopsticks lodged in his brain for five months. <laughs> A man... line come on now this can't be real a man had chopsticks shoved up his nose and lodged in his brain for five months he had no idea <laughs> i'm gonna read that again in a minute because it's incredible a man had chopsticks shoved up his nose and lodged in his brain for five months and didn't know. After suffering with severe headaches, fluid discharge, and even loss of <laughs> even loss of vision, the unnamed man from Vietnam was rushed to the emergency room at the hospital. The thirty-five-year-old man was asked by doctors if he had any indication of what might be causing the symptoms. He was at a loss, absolute loss. Staff at the Cuba-friendly hospital in the city of Donghuang, Quang, don't know how to say that, Donghua, Quangding um, province, carried out a CT scan to get to the bottom of the problem. And the results were bizarre. They didn't only discover he was suffering with tension, fucking hell, that word, pneumoxifilic, Pneumocephalus, pneumocephalus, um, an unusual but life-threatening neuros... <laughs> they didn't only discover he was suffering with tension pneumocephalus, an unusual but life-threatening neuros... neurosurgical neuro emergency normally caused by head trauma. They didn't only discover, right, but 
medical experts also came across broken chopsticks, which were penetrating into his skull from the nose when he was examined on November the 24th. Jesus Christ. His family believed the chops. <laughs> His family believed the chopsticks must have been. <laughs> his family believed the chopsticks must have made their way up his nose when he was involved in a fight around five months ago. He was injured and taken to hospital at the time, but the chopsticks were not found, and no abnormalities with his nose were reported. The patient was bemused when doctors came across them, saying he didn't... <laughs> he didn't remember exactly what happened in the fight, although he said he thought someone had stabbed him in the face. <laughs> stabbed him in the face. Now he believes the other man must have stuck the chopsticks up his nose as they screamed. <laughs> After consultation, doctors performed an endoscopic surgery through the nose to remove them. He remains in hospital in a stable condition while undergoing recovery treatment. Doctor... Oh, I'm going to butcher this one. I'm going to call him Blue. Because his, his, his first name I can't pronounce, but his second part of his name is Van Man. So Dr. Blue Van Man... Head of the Department of Neurosurgery said it was a very rare case. Into of course, it's a fucking rare case. It's not exactly every day you get bloody chopsticks rammed up your nozzle and then completely forget about it until you have got a brain tumor about three months later, is it? Jesus Christ! Elsewhere, a man who was stabbed through the head with a pitchfork miraculously lived to tell the tale. Brilliant. Right. Have we got anything else? Shark warning mistakenly sent to Scotland. Oh, for fuck's sake. Shark warning mistakenly sent to Scotland after mix-up with a New Zealand town. Residents of a Scottish town were shocked to get a warning about a great white shark that might be lurking off their shores. It would have been fucking cold. Uh, an email was pinged to people who had set up Google alerts for... Fort Troves in the Scottish Highlands warning them of the presence of the giant sea predator. An appeal by Shark Experience was encouraging residents to take to the beaches in search of a tag that had been shed from a great white. Shark Experience, a cage diving and sightseeing tour company, shared the appeal on social media, encouraging the people to, uh, public to take part in the treasure hunt with a difference. Well, it would be, wouldn't it? He found it, he likely to lose an arm. Luckily, before the residents in Fort Rose on the Moray Firth could take to the beach and help, the tag was found on the other side of the world in New Zealand, also named Fort Rose. A post later revealed that the tag had been found by a Labrador named Quasi on the December the 5th. That's rubbish, right? <laughs> Rudolph has escaped and caused a proper nightmare for Santa on the A11. Reports are coming in that Rudolph and several other reindeer closed a major road over the weekend. They're believed to have escaped an enclosure just a few weeks before they're due on duty to help Father Christmas pull his sleigh. They were spotted on the A11 dual, dual carriageway near Barton Mills, West Suffolk, at 
8pm yesterday. Rudolph's antics with the other reindeer led to the road being closed The village, between the village and Thetford for around two hours while police tried to round them up. The BBC is reporting that the reindeer came from nearby Elvedon Estate after becoming spooked and jumping a fence. They are understood to still be missing. Right, well, we've got anything exciting? Here's how to get to the action. Rudolph has escaped. Why Wonka? A real life happy meal as customers find smiling chip. A shark warning. How to get close to the action. Is there anything on the. Um, it's always good fun on the Sky News app to be had. Some low old crap normally. It's always quite amusing. On the offbeat news. Except all. What have we got? Skate, oh, skate reindeer. Oh, the, got the the BBC news um, presenter that gave people the middle finger. Uh, learner driver. Oh, this is fucking. I saw this the other day. Uh, learner driver failed their theory tests. Uh, their theory test fifty nine times before passing. Why are you still letting them take it? If you've t- if you've failed fifty nine theory tests, you shouldn't be driving, man. A learner who failed their driving theory test fifty nine times before passing has been praised for their amazing commitment. They spent about sixty hours and fourteen hundred pound before finally making the grade at a centre in Redditch, Worcestershire. The person's identity remains private. I'm not bloody surprised. I'm not surprised they're still private. You're not going to let them know. You're going to oh, you know him down there. Fifty nine times he's failed his test. He's what? Yeah, you letting him drive? Oh yeah. Fucking danger, man. Remember Maureen? Maureen from driving school. Got another one was revealed in the data obtained by the AA, the driving school. Uh, learners have to pass the test before they can book a practical test. Jesus Christ, they're letting this guy, or woman, um, man, uh, pronouns, um, they're letting them take a test. I'm, I'm utterly speechless. I'm utterly speechless. Learner, they must correctly answer 43 out of 50 multiple choice questions. Then comes a hazard perception test of 14 video clips. Does it say how many? It showed other learners also took dozens of tries, including someone who passed on their 58th going hole, 56 attempts in Guildford, and the 54th, it's a fucking epidemic. Epidemic of people failing their te- these bloody tests. Learners who fail must wait three days before they can take the £23 test again. you give up, wouldn't you? 59 times, you give up. They also need to do it again if they don't pass a practical within two years. The pass rate for the theory test has fallen from 65% in 2007 to 2008 to 44% in 2022-23, according to the Department of Transport. There's no doubt it's a tough test, well, it is for him, or her. Lucky if you've got his fucking name on it on the form. There's no doubt it's a tough test, and these learners 
commitment to passing is amazing. So is you taking the money off them every time they fail. They should be getting to five failures and you should be saying, you are not fit for the fucking road, mate. <laughs> really? You shouldn't be on the road. But we'll keep dragging your 23 quid out of you. Don't worry about that. Nerves can undoubtedly pay a part, as well as making sure you understand what the test will evolve. Well, you sh before you get there, well, they should know what the test involves when they get there. He's taken it for 58 times. If, he if they don't know what it involves, there's a problem. It's quite easy to underestimate the theory test and assume that you'll be able to pass without any effort at all, but that's just not the case. Well, of course it's not the case. They failed 58 times. They don't know what the bloody hell... They should have a vague idea what the fucking questions are going to be. Injit Kua from Lanelli was sentenced to eight months in jail, uh, in jail last year for fraudulently taking 150 theory tests and practical tests. Fraudulently taking about 100... What's that? Is he, is he being paid to take them for other people? I don't, I don't really understand what that means. Well, we got one, one more, and see. Social media dance. A woman arrested. Yada yada yada. Nothing on there. Um, let's see if we've got anything left on this page. Avoid the centre stress with these eleven budget-friendly buys. Uh, Mum savaging otter attack burns effigies of the animal to help with trauma. Why toys that encourage mystery witch bottle washes up on the golf? How to make the most of me time during a chaotic festive season? Let's have a see what that says. Sure, it's the most wonderful time of the year, but don't let the festive season in the way of you. We mean it. More than half, 58% of the nation thinks Christmas is the busiest time of the year and while you're scurrying around, buying gifts, spending hours battling a roll of wrapping paper and figuring out how many sprouts to buy per family member, it's easy to forget me time. In fact, almost 23% say they struggle to find two hours or more to themselves during the festive run-up. To combat this crime against enjoyment, Lenovo wants you to take more TLC. Taking a laid-back Christmas. Right now, we bet you're contending with a packed calendar from family celebrations to office parties, friendsmas, never heard of that, shindigs, and your run-of-the-mill Christmas admin. Reference the aforementioned Sprout can Scouting. Then before you know it, it's, you'll be the thrust into the New Year's gatherings. So perhaps it comes as no surprise that a staggering 2 in 5, 45% of Brits, start the New Year feeling exhausted once the glitter and tinsel has settled. I just want to know how to fucking... How did you get into me time then? In an attempt to stop the, stress, uh, stop the stress of the source, instead of typically chaotic Christmas, it seems Brits across the country are keen on a slower, festive Christmas break. This time around, with 
research finding 31% intent to keep it more chill than in years gone by. Seeing as two hours is the desired amount of time in a day, me time, craved by Brits, Lenovo's Tab Extreme, whatever the fuck that is, is the put. Oh, it's a fucking advert. Knob off. I think that's it. <laughs> that's my look around. Favourite story. It could be the chopstick dude. It could be chopstick man that didn't know he had chopstick stuck up his nose. But it might be the the punch throwing kangaroo that tried to take off the head of PC Plod out in Canada, the Mountie. Um, yeah, some pretty amusing. Oh, what's this one? Locusts. Swarm skies of Mexico, leaving people fearing the world is ending. It was a cool Tuesday afternoon that the residents of Sinachi, a small town in southeastern Mexico, first heard the hissing. Looking out their windows, the leaves of the fruit trees in their back gardens had been licked clean, while chewed on lemons, oranges and hoya covered the grass. But not a single one of Sinachi's some 3,100 residents had to look far for the culprit or culprits. All they had to do was look up. Mile-long clouds of locusts have been blanketing the skies above the state of the Yucatan this week. Yucat, you, 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 yeah, Flying through shopping plazas, smacking into windows of apartment complexes and gobbling up anything green in the local parks. Social media users and the Mexican press both asked the same question. Is this the sign the world is coming to an end? I'm going to read the rest. I'm not going to read the rest of it. The answer is no. <coughs> and on that bombshell, I think that's going to end the first look around weird news. Episode two or three. Don't know what it's going to be. Of Scott's Big Mouth um, podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Something a bit different. Light-hearted. I like a laugh. I like a giggle. Some of those are absolutely brilliant. The the kangaroo trying to knock out the police officer. Priceless. The man with chopsticks shoved up his conk without a bare care in the world. Could just sneeze them out, couldn't he? So, yeah. I um, hope you've enjoyed that. Um, it's made me laugh. I hope it's made you laugh as well. Um, I've got a guest coming on. Uh, I've got a whole podcast Set up, ready to go. Just got to bring him on, and um, hopefully we'll get that to you. I don't know which one's going to come out first. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. If you don't hear anything, if you listen to these on the podcast format, um, and you're not interested in Scott Wonders World, um, this might be the last one before Christmas. If it is, have a wonderful Christmas. Very safe and happy Christmas. Um, don't get too drunk. <laughs> yeah, right. And um, look after yourselves. And if you've got your kids, give them a kiss and tell them tell them that you love them. Uh, and we'll see where we go in the next episode hope you've enjoyed it and um, I'll see you very soon